when the early church was baptized with the Spirit. All those around about heard the gospel through tongues. I don't believe for one moment that the ones coming out of the upper room were speaking just in dialects. The miracle was that people of other languages understood. It was a miracle. It was a miracle. That a miracle took place in the ear for people to hear the good news. And they responded. I declare that that is still happening. That is still happening. It would benefit you tremendously in this day and in this hour to give yourself to long periods of time of praying in other tongues. It's no longer a luxury or a moment in service or a prayer meeting to just pray in the Spirit with everybody else. Time must now be spent, much time, praying in other tongues. And God will speak to you. It is a revelation that even in today's church world, why speak in tongues even in a service like this? People can't understand you. But what people don't understand is that when we're speaking in tongues, we're not speaking to people. We're speaking to God. For God is here, right? Well, then why wouldn't we talk to him? The man or the woman that masters going beyond the limitations of the natural will enter in to the divine orchestrations of the eternal. You believed this boxed existence and enter into a world that knows no end and no limitations. It's time as the church to live without limitations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, this is something I flow. We're, we're here because we want to be here. We're not here just because of a scheduled service. We're, we're here because we want to be here. We're, we're hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry for the Lord. I, I know all the schools are getting back and all those different things and people are doing diligence as families and, 
Praise the Lord. But us that are here tonight, those that are watching online, come on, let's just seize the moment. Let's just seize the moment. I sense the presence of the Lord so heavy. Hallelujah. 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 Reach beyond the physical limitation. Reach beyond the mental limitations. Reach beyond. Hallelujah. Reach beyond. Hallelujah. Say this with me. It's time, it's time to, go to go beyond. Pastor Paul, I, I don't pray in tongues. Well, you need to before tonight's over. Because you don't know what you're missing. Well, I, don't, I, pre I, I pray in tongues, but I don't pray much in tongues. Well, that's like having electricity in your house and you lighting a candle. Why on earth would you do that? Well, we have electricity plumbed into this house, but I'm just going to go and light a candle. You are attached. to the power of eternity. And there are ways that eternity works that does not fit our box. He is El Shaddai, a supernatural God. Everybody say supernatural. Say it again, supernatural. Say it again, supernatural. Hallelujah. I just pray in the Spirit with me right now. Everyone. Everyone. Everyone, everyone watching online, Phew. come on, stir that. Reach for that. Reach beyond your limitations. Reach beyond your limitations. This, this school year, it is so important that you get your kids to pray in the Spirit. Much. Much. Don't let them rummage around just with everything the world knows.
teach them the ways of the Spirit. And they will have the advantage constantly. Say this, I have the advantage. How many people believe this? I believe it with all my heart. Hallelujah. So let's go to John 17, please. And we'll go to verse 13. I want to recap. And we took a little side journey this morning. I hope you enjoyed this morning's message. Praise the Lord. We had a wonderful time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So in a footnote somewhere, I'd like you to put in Judges 16. That's the story of Samson. I'd like you to read it. I'd like you to look at it. And look at how many times Samson was baited by the same person. Now remember what we said. It wasn't so much that they were after the power. They were after his eyes. Look at your neighbor and say, nobody's getting my eyes. It is so important that if God brought you together in the spirit, that you stay together in the spirit. It's the truth. So when God is amassing a work like this, and we come together from the four corners of the earth to work together, it is so important that we stay in the spirit and work together with the spirit. I alluded to this this morning in a very simple way, is that when we get to know each other, we get to know each other with the agape love of God. It was the agape love of God that brought us together. And it is the agape love of God that will keep us together, regardless of familiarity and regardless of differences. The agape will always win. Say that with me, I win. The agape always wins. What the enemy wants to do is through um, familiarity, the same old, same old, friendships, dinner after dinner, coffee after coffee, is that it moves from agape, seeing nothing wrong with someone, to phileo, to seeing everything wrong with someone. When you go from having a period of time in a relationship with someone that the love in your heart for them, agape from God, no matter what they do, no matter what, their weaknesses are not an issue to you. When it slips from that, you know that you have moved from agape into just working with them from a natural, fleshy love. Lift your hands if you understand what I'm talking about. How many people knows at least one person that's went there? <laughs> so I always call that the danger zone because the enemy loves that territory because what was meant for good in the spirit through agreement coming together to produce something together that could not be produced on our own Satan's afraid of that and where he loves people to after a period of time, is for them to settle down over here is that we're just all friends. 
I see your weaknesses, you see my weaknesses, and we tolerate each other. This is the thief of the move of God. So therefore, another person goes here, another person goes there, another person goes and does another thing. Why? Because they did not stay in agape, or they did not stay in the Spirit. Hallelujah. I always say, well, the Lord can lead people. Absolutely. But for the most part, what I have seen over 23 years of pastoring, and even before that, 14 years in the police force, is relationships being damaged because we sh allow them to shift to places where the agape is not the love we work from anymore. Say agape rules. God is love. Amen. And love never fails. Hallelujah. How can love cover wrong? You can't if you're not in agape. Love holds no record of wrong. You can't unless you're in agape. You can profess your dying love for someone and three years later find every fault with them that's in the book. But it's not because they have done anything wrong. It's just that you have shifted from agape in the spirit. <sighs> Hallelujah. Are you glad you came? Say, don't tread on me, devil. I had them sing that song tonight for a reason. And no more treading on me. I am not the kicking post of the devil's frustrations through another person. Hallelujah. It's a good word. Hallelujah. So John 17, 13 to 22, the thing is that I can pray for you, but I can't keep you in the love of God. I can pray for you, but I can't keep you in the love of God. It's your choice. It's your choice. Hallelujah. So John 17, 13. But now I have come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of this world. Just as I am not of this world, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world. We're still here, right? But that you should keep them from the evil one. Who prayed this prayer? I want you to say this, I'm kept. So the devil cannot do to me what he wants to do to me. <laughs> I said again, the devil cannot do to me 
what he wants to do to me. It's my choice. It could be upbringing. It can be jealousies. It can be all of these different things that I open doors for Satan. I open doors for poverty. I open doors for all of these different things. But I'm not that stupid anymore. Things are getting better. Say it with me. The devil just cannot do what he wants to do. Why? Because Jesus prayed for me, keep me from the evil one. They are not of this world, just as I am not of this world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified by the truth. Do you see what he says? I sanctify myself. He took responsibility. Um. <laughs> Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. These are powerful days. Days of miracles. Days of signs. Days of wonders. Days of heaven on earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many people believe that the devil cannot touch you? Let me see your hands. It's what scripture says. Doesn't matter what's coming. Don't let him. Don't tread on me. Don't walk on me. Remember that word rebuke? Means to stop it. Stop it. How many people believe we're supposed to be 100% healed? How many people would say you have 100% Jesus? How many people got 55% Jesus? Anybody got 55% Jesus? Anybody got 33%? You got 33%? How many people got 100% Jesus? So therefore, everything that Jesus is, then you carry 100% of that. Not 53%, not 52%, but 100% that. <laughs> Where? In my spirit. Amen? Now we're working at this because we need what's in our spirit, in our mind, will, and emotions, and in our physical bodies, right? Well, praise the Lord. I told you this, we are not just to survive. Survive meant barely get by or merely exist. We are to thrive, that is to flourish, succeed, advance, and prosper. Verse 14 says, we are not of this world's system. So whatever system is going on out there, whatever they are cooking up out there, we are not of that. We are of the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God cannot be shaken. So when you go out there tomorrow when something wants to rattle you, you just say, I'm of the kingdom of God. And what is of the kingdom cannot be shaken. That means everything else will reveal itself because it will be shaken. Don't be afraid of that. Just push into God. <laughs> Well, I'm tired of pushing into God. I want to see some action. Well, praise the Lord. What can I say? Get a bag of cheese and onion lace chips and just go to bed and watch a movie. 
No weapon formed against me. I win. I win. Touch your body right now in the name of Jesus. Say this, I have responsibility to see this body through to the end. I believe the wisdom of God is within me for me to thrive, to flourish, succeed, advance, prosper. I am not of this world system and I am kept from evil. Come on, Matthew 6, 13 says this, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, right? Well, Jesus hung on the cross after this, and guess what? We are delivered from the evil one. He is not our master, we have mastery over him. He is not our father, we've been moved kingdoms. We are, according to Colossians, in the kingdom of his dear son and his love. We are under Jesus, lock, stock, and barrel. When I go to bed tonight, he watches over me. He gives his beloved, I take authority over nightmares. Amen. No devil is camping out on this real estate in the name of Jesus. Come on. He gives his beloved sleep. Galatians 1.4, who gave yielded himself up to atone for our sins and to save and sanctify us in order to rescue and deliver us. Everybody say that. Rescue and deliver. Come on, that's a good word, right? From this present wicked age and world order. So whatever's going on in this wicked age and present order, it's nothing to do with me. I am supposed to affect it. It is not supposed to affect me. It's what you give yourself to. It's what you feed yourself on. If you're feeling the frustrations and the agitations, just like what I, I'm vulnerable and tell you, the Spirit of the Lord will tell you, get in the secret place of the Most High. Get under the spot where the glory comes out. Get yourself praying in the Holy Ghost. Get yourself in the Word so that the Word can saturate you in your spirit because the Word in your spirit then has power being produced. It is producing faith. It is producing strength. Amen. It's rising and it's grabbing your mind and your mind is being renewed and it is rising and is grabbing your tongue. You're not going to think like you used to think and you're not going to talk like you used to talk. Why? Because you're not going to agree with what the devil is trying to do. First John 5 18. We know absolutely that anyone born of God does not deliberately and knowingly practice committing sin, but the one who was begotten of God carefully watches over and protects him. Christ's divine presence within him preserves him against evil. And the wicked one does not lay hold, get a grip on him, or touch him. Now, that's a great scripture. Come on. The wicked one does not lay hold, get a grip, or touch him. I'm going to say this again. The wicked one does not lay hold on him or touch him. Now go with me to 1 Corinthians 10, 13. For no temptation, no trial regarding us enticing to sin, no matter how it comes or where it leads, has overtaken me and laid hold on you that is not common to man. That is, no temptation or trial has come to you that is beyond human resistance and that is not adjusted and adapted and belonging to human experience as such as man can bear. But God, everybody say, but God. But God. Oh, say it again, it's beautiful. But God, but God 
is faithful to his word and to his compassionate nature, and he can be trusted not to let you be tempted and tried and assayed beyond your ability and strength of resistance and power to endure. Guys, that is good news in the name of Jesus because when you feel like you can't take any more, God is there bearing you up, holding you up. It is not your strength, it is his strength. There are spirits, there are powers at work that are trying to crush you, press you, trying to get you out of the plan and the purpose of God. They are afraid of you. But that's why you have to stay in and stick in. I'm telling you, kicking and screaming, whatever you have to do, you have to do what you've always known to do. Get yourself in a place with God. Get the word coming in your eye. Get the word coming in your ear. Get the word coming in your heart so that your heart becomes strong. Everybody say strong. You will not make it if you're not doing this. You will be a casualty in that you will be at the mercy of other people's prayers. There is not a church in America that can sustain you. It's not. They will make you feel good periodically. But this is what I'm talking about. It's how you win. I win. I win. Hallelujah. John 17, 7 says this, that they were sanctified by the truth. Your word is truth. Sanctified from the world through the word, and sanctified means separated and cut away from the effects of. So I am cut away from the effects of this world. I love that. Romans 8, 2, right? Just back up. Separated and cut away from the effects of. But what if I give myself to the things of this world? Then by choice and by the act of my will, I am allowing the influences of this world system to dictate and to determine to me the way I think, the way I live, the way I speak. When God himself has cut us away from it. Shut it out, I am separated. So I don't have anything to do with the world. There's nothing in the world for me. I'm not of that world system. I'm not of that world order. We can fight for, for, for godly government. You know, he that, that when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. I believe in all of that. And we will continue to do all of that because I believe that that is right. We're to pray for those in authority that we would have peace. But I cannot get mixed up. It's not my job to try and fix a broken system. <laughs> it says that the world is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. Our job here is not to fix what is broken. Ours is to enforce what Jesus did. And he came with purpose to destroy the works of the enemy. So you can spend your time trying to fix a broken system, or you can get with the plan and enforce the power of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on as it is in heaven. Right now. Right now. Right now. So lack insufficiency pain, 
all these different things, it's not for me. I'm not of that system. Even if there's something wrong in my body, you know, supernaturally, it seems to me the scripture points to that I can be upheld supernaturally. <laughs> Say this, I take authority. You know, you know, did you ever get discouraged, disappointed? Did you ever get kind of like just under it? Did it ever occur to you that it may not just be natural? Devils. Devils. Acts 10, 38, Jesus went about doing and healing all. Healing all. All that were Of who? Of the devil. Who did Jesus beat? Who did he master? Did he give you that power? Yes. <laughs> I'll say it again. Did he give you that power? Yes. All right. Look at your near me and say, I'm about to see it right now in the name of Jesus. Come on. He gave me the power over serpents, scorpions, over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall physically or mentally harm me. In the name of Jesus, amen? So no matter what's going on in my body, it has to line up supernaturally in the name of Jesus. Come on. God has blessed us. He has blessed us with his word. He has blessed us with wisdom. He has blessed people with wisdom. Whatever way this happens and whatever way you, you whatever, I'm telling you, you win. Shut it out. I win. I win. Why? Because my choices agree with God's word. I choose to be the victor. If there's a casualty, it's not me. I'll say it again. If there's a casualty, it's not me. Praise the Lord. Do you know the blessing about this? I go home with this. I get up with this. If I awaken in the middle of the night, this is my reality. <laughs> Romans 8, 2, for the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being, has freed me from the law of sin and of death. That means death does not reign in me. Life reigns in me. Come on, shut it out. Life reigns in me. What life? His life, abundance of life, Zoe life. The Zoe life of God lives and reigns within my spirit. It may not, I'm telling you, I may not be feeling the effects of it in my body, but I'm telling you, that is subject to change. If I am sensing darkness more than I am light, I have been given myself to darkness more than I have been given myself to light. So I have to make a few adjustments. Oh, come on, don't make me preach. I'm trying to teach, but you got to make some adjustments, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. Give your eye to what's going to heal you. Give your eye to what's going to bless you. Give your eye to what's going to encourage you. Stop listening to the naysayers. Stop listening to everybody that's got to pick with you. Get with somebody that loves you and can build you up and encourage you. I want me to preach, pull my chain, and let me go, but Whoa! come on, guys. <sighs> pull the ripcord. <laughs> One of those pulls, I tell you, you'll go off. 
I tell you, I just, you know, I'm barely making it, Pastor Paul. <sighs> I know. Like several other billion people. But you're not of them. <laughs> I'm of another kingdom. Hallelujah. And I know I'm the weirdo. People, like people think you're strange. You're wearing a denim shirt and, and mustard colored shoes. People will think you're strange. People think you're strange. I was talking to Tamara Cop today, you know, they, they're moving house and they've just got into their new house and things like that. They were staying in a, in a what do you call it, Airbnb while their house was getting ready. And, and you know, I'll tell you, just, just as she's walking through the room, the ceiling fan falls on her head. Am I right? Am I telling the truth? You think to yourself, oh, fluke, baby, fluke. Ladies and gentlemen, that was no fluke. The devil tried to do a hit to send them back to Kansas. But I tell you, God brought them to Tulsa, Oklahoma for a reason. You know that God is bringing you to this church for a reason. There is a purpose. This is just not an alternative. God is bringing and amassing a people, I'm telling you, for power and presence. Shout that out. Power and presence. Power and presence, oh, power and presence, woo, power and presence. I'm telling you like lightning, it's the power of God. I'm telling you like the grid of electricity. In the name of Jesus, you go into where you live and you're just sitting there percolating, praying in the Holy Ghost and praying for your neighborhood and praying for the people around you and praying for your families. In the name of Jesus, those lightnings of God are reaching out to them. Boom! Striking them. In the name of Jesus. It's not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit. You can't cancel this thing into being. You can't cancel the devil out of anybody. You have to pray. You pray. And then you say, you tell the devil, you're not having me, nor my family. In the name of Jesus, come on. How many people's families are going to heaven? Let me see your hands. Come on. Every one of us are going to heaven in the name of Jesus. Come on. You don't be looking for you to spend your money on a funeral. You're too close to the rapture. Come on, everybody. In the name of Jesus. You get over there into Judges 16. I can't get away from that chapter. You get over in there, you think that Samson would have good enough sense to move away from Delilah. Being seduced, being deceived, being seduced, being deceived. Delilah was coming after Samson. And Samson gave himself to Delilah on a silver platter. Well, that's not going to be my story. 
I don't care what's going on in this sorry place. It's not taking me. It's not taking me. So I am not feeding the beast. That's why I choose not to listen to junk. Because I don't want to feed the beast. Pastor Paul, I can handle it. I can handle the news. I can handle it. I, hand, I can handle it. That's where you're wrong. You can't. Because it's a spirit. And it's run by spirits. You say, man, I wish you would stop talking about the news. I would come to this church if you would stop talking about the news. <laughs> Ain't nothing good in the news. It's full of gossip. All those contributors. Why do you want to sit there and listen to what someone has to contribute? Well, Brother Brady, it expands your mind. Yes, it's expanding your mind. When God wants to expand your spirit. See, we can answer every argument right here. The devil's playbook, there's nothing new in it. He hooks you, then reels you in. Hooks you, and then reels you in. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the children of God. And we're supposed to prosper and thrive in tough times. We are not subject to anything in the world system. Even the economy. We are not subject to that. We flourish in spite of what is happening. We are supposed to live unattached and unaffected. Go with me to Jeremiah 17. You say, Pastor, I think you preached this last Sunday. Are you okay? I didn't preach it like this. And I'm not getting off it until we get it. John, Jeremiah 17, 5 and 8. Thus says the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusts in man, and makes flesh his arm, and whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert, and shall not see when good comes. And shall not see when good comes. And shall not see when good comes. Who's this? The cursed man. The cursed man who's put trust in man shall not see when good comes. But he shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land and not inhabited. But, here we go, verse 7. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters that spreads out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green. What's he not going to see? The heat. He's not going to see the trouble. Oh. I'm say it again. He's not going to see the... That's a great way to live. But you get up tomorrow, and you're so in your spirit, so in God, that you don't see the trouble. Say, that's where I want to live. You don't look at the lack. All you can see. It's God's provision. Amen. I may not have what I have right now, but I tell you, it's manifesting. Amen. 
It's manifesting. It's manifesting. It's manifesting. Woo, it's manifesting. I may not feel the best right now, but I'm telling you, my healing 100% is manifesting. Whatever way, whatever way, whatever way, it's manifesting. Why? Because I'm going to live out length of days on the earth, long and strong. Long and strong. Can you take the boom out of this microphone, please? Long and strong. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters that spreads out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat comes, but her leaves shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall you cease yielding fruit. All right, say that with me. I am yielding fruit right now. <clears throat> How many people believe this? Come on, manifestations of the fruit of heaven in our lives right now. God, Woo, shout it out, harvest time, 100-fold return in the name of Jesus. Come on, all you tithers say, it is my right in the name of Jesus. The windows of heaven are open. The blessing of God is being poured upon me in the name of Jesus. I don't care what the world is saying. I don't care what the world system is saying. I don't care whether it's summer, winter, autumn, fall, whatever you want to call it. I am prospering. Shut it out. I am prospering. Oh God, there's an anointing in the name of Jesus in the midst of this economic downturn to prosper. There's an anointing for you to rise and be healed when the enemy is trying to throw his best punch at you. Why is he trying to stop you? Because you're a threat. But threaten on, Satan. I won't be stopped. Shut it out. I won't be stopped. I don't care if you have nothing in the bank. You can show up tomorrow with an anointing, and that anointing will begin to put money where money was never in there before. Shut it out. I am anointed to prosper. My hands are anointed in the name of Jesus. Everywhere I put my feet. Oh, Brother Brady, I've prayed all those prayers for years. Oh, come on. Keep it going. Keep it going. No, I believe it today like I believed it 20 years ago. That I tell you, God is in the business of blessing me. Shut it out. Blessing me. You can become so long in the same thing, in the same vein, in the same thing, in the same, and I ain't seen nothing yet. I haven't seen nothing for years. And you can become numb. You can become just, just, you know, just autopilot. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, I pray to God that he bounces you out of that. In the name of Jesus, and you get back the controls and begin to say, I know in whom I believe. Getting too excited in this place. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, you should try that excitement. That might really help you tomorrow. In the name of Jesus. Why do you make those noises? I don't know, but it feels amazing. Mm. Show your children the power of God. The message translation says this, but blessed is the man who trusts me, God, the woman who sticks with God. They're like trees replanted in Eden, putting down roots near the rivers, never a worry through the hottest of summers, never dropping a leaf, serene and calm through droughts, bearing fresh fruit in every season. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say this with me. I am not moved by what I see. I am not moved by what I hear. I'm not subject to these times. I will keep obeying God. I will keep tithing. I will keep sowing seed. I will keep walking by faith. I will keep going to my church and being part of my church and being part of the corporate anointing in the name of Jesus. I am separated from the curse of lack. I am separated from the curse of sickness. I am separated from the spirit of infirmity in the name of Jesus. Say this, I bind the spirit of infirmity. Well, I'm just, I've got, I'm just something going on in my body. Take authority over the spirit of infirmity. Just don't treat it like a sickness. Go high. Refuse to stay low. I am connected to the blessing. And I will never be detached from it. I am thriving, flourishing, increasing, enlarging, experiencing God's supernatural ability and God's supernatural provision, period. If you believe that, give the Lord a big praise in the name of Jesus. Come on, everybody. Come on, I'm Barostamayu. You're coming out of lack and insufficiency in the name of Jesus. Come on. Well, I just haven't been feeling too good recently. Well, you're gonna feel better after this. Sitting there listening to yourself. Well, I'm feeling too good. Not feeling too good not feeling too good, sitting there listening to yourself, listening to your body, listen, well, you gotta listen to your body. I agree with part of that for the positive. Because you need to know. But you just can't sit there listening to it constantly. You gotta get up and do something about it. You can't lift your arm, just try every day, lift it. Just don't accept that you can't lift it. <laughs> Stop saying you're tired. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. That's going too far. That's going too far. Forgive me. I know, but I'm tired, Pastor. No, just stop. say, oh, I'm not allowed to say tired, okay. I'm slightly fatigued. <laughs> now, don't say that either. Say, he increases my might. Yes. He's increasing my strength. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the Lord our God omnipotent reigneth in the name of Jesus. Come on. How many people believe that God is in control? Wave at me right now. He, he actually is in control. <laughs> well, come on. I come over to your house. Am I going to see like he actually is in control? God is in control. I'm a wild man. I'm the... One of these days, and one of these days, I'll settle down. One of these days, I'll, I'll just become like you.
You want to try being up here some of these days. It's like you're up here with a crank handle. You get to, just when we have to say the benediction, you've got, you've got some people just barely breaking a smile. I was in a service recently, it was in this church, and I'm telling you, there was this person, they sat, they glared at me the whole service. Every time I would look over there, I tell you, it was like, <laughs> daggers. I had to look quickly around for a spirit of encouragement. Because I'm telling you, if that person's eyes could have killed me, I'd have been stone dead on the altar. I don't know what I was saying, but it wasn't going down well. What that person doesn't realize is that that word was exactly for them. <laughs> oh dear, it's always bad when the sound guy's trying to get away. Hallelujah. That's not good right there. I want to set this up. Go with me to Genesis 26.1. Have you got anything out of this? Man, you've said a lot, Pastor Paul. I mean, it's like, well, now we need to do it. Like I say, a cucumber doesn't become a pickle by just throwing vinegar at it. The cucumber has to sit in the jar for a quite long period of time. How long does it take for a pickle to be produced? I know some of you canners, I tell you, you canners are right there. Six to eight months, thank you, Mrs. Owens, hallelujah. Six to eight months to make a pickle. Now, a little cucumber has no say in it. Just popped right in that old vinegar, and the top is screwed on, and you are merciless. Because you're going to have a pickle. For who wants a cucumber anyway? Bread and butter pickle, that's me right there. But you force that little cucumber or that little veg, that little vegetable to sit in that because you want the results. Look at you near and say, you little cucumber, you're going to sit. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor, that was too far. But it's a brilliant illustration. Listen, guys, how many people like chicken soup? Let me see your hands. You like chicken soup? I love chicken soup. How many people like chicken soup that you can actually taste the chicken? And you, you don't like the soup that you think the chicken has just ran through. They're telling you it is chicken soup and you can't taste nothing but hot water. It's chicken soup. No, the chicken, the chicken's supposed to stay in there. Boil the life out of the bones. Get everything in it so that you can make a good broth. I sound like I know what I'm talking about, don't I? I haven't a clue, but it sounds good. Just work with me. I've watched Pastor Carmen. 
Genesis 26.1. This really didn't go the way I thought it would go tonight. <laughs> Just come back next week and give me another chance. But you know, you got to laugh. You got to laugh. You got to laugh. And laugh at yourself. That's with, with growing up in Northern Ireland, in Ireland, we learned how to laugh at ourselves. That was one thing that we were really good at, just laughing at ourselves. <laughs> that was a good one right there. It's the truth. And it just carried us along. I don't like people laughing at me or, listen, just play along. Just laugh. It's wonderfully Irish. Hmm? Karen says it's wonderfully God. Amen. <laughs> She's hot tonight. And I'm going home on my own. <laughs> and there was a famine in the land, other than the former famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Gerar, to Abimelech, king of the Philistines. What is a famine? <laughs> I was going to tell you. <laughs> Severe shortage, extreme scarcity, Serious economic downturn. They're telling us it's dark times. But dark times for who? Not for us. Dark times are for those who don't know God. Dark times are for those who don't know their covenant with God. Dark times are for those who have fear panic, uncertainty, and hopelessness. Not me. I'm in the kingdom of God. I'm in the kingdom of God. Job 50, 22. Or Job 50, Job 5. Oh man, Job really grew. <laughs> Job, Job is 50 chapters. Job, Job 5. Lord, we just bring this back on track in the name of Jesus. Job 5, 20 and 22. Look at this. New Living Translation. He will save you from death in time of famine, from the power of the sword in time of war. Verse 22. You will laugh at destruction and famine Wild animals will not terrify you. I'm in the secret place of the Most High. So whatever's going on in the world right now, it's not going on in me. Let's say that again. What's going on in the world right now? It's not going on in me. What's going on in the world right now? It's not going on in me. Psalm 38 or 33 verses 18 and 19. 
But the Lord watches over those who fear him and those who rely on his unfailing love. He rescues them from death and keeps them alive in the time of famine. And keeps them alive in the times of famine. Amen. So whatever's going on in the world, it's not going on in me. They're crying, they're crying shortages. They're crying all of these different things. Not in my house. Come on, shut it out. Over these last weeks, we have learned that we can live in Goshen. Everybody say Goshen. In the name of Jesus. I'm blessed, not cursed. Redeemed from the curse. I'm blessed. My trust is not in man. Psalm 37, 18 and 19 in the New Living Translation. Maybe if the worship team could come back, please. Day by day, the Lord takes care of the innocent, and they will receive an inheritance that lasts forever. They will not be disgraced in hard times. Even in famine, they will have more than enough. <laughs> Even in famine, they will have more than enough. How many people receive that scripture right now? Even in famine, they will have more than enough. The Hebrew word says he will supply until no more is needed. He will supply until no more is needed. Like what we say around here, the miracle continues. Everybody shout that out right now. The miracle continues. Lift your hand and say, a miracle has taken place in my life. A miracle has taken place in my family. In the name of Jesus, a miracle is taking place in this church. In Jesus' precious name. Come on. I might be in the world, but I'm not of the world. <clears throat> and I am protected. In famine, we don't just survive. We thrive. We prosper. We flourish. We succeed. We advance. We grow vigorously, and we increase in every, every area of our lives. We increase spiritually. We increase physically. Come on. We increase mentally, mind, will, and emotions. We increase. Everybody say, the spirit of increase <coughs> is upon me. Come on. Even in a time of famine, the scripture points to us that we can increase in goods. Well, it doesn't look like that's happening right now. But if you dare to look into the unseen, then you will do the impossible. Because that's where it is. Proverbs 20, 10, 22. I'm going to finish. The blessing that is mine makes me rich. Adds no sorrow. Neither does toiling increase it. Genesis 26, 1 to 6 tells you that Isaac thrived in famine. I receive it in the name of Jesus. Say, if Isaac can prosper in famine, I can prosper. Come on, shut it again. I can prosper because Isaac prospered in the name of Jesus. 
Now, God has promised you a hundredfold return. Lift your hand and say, I receive it in the name of Jesus. Come on, just worship him right now. Just bless him. That's a hundredfold return. Come on. He's expecting, he's expecting you to receive a hundredfold return. Isaac received a hundredfold return in the same year. Come on, let's just believe right now. Let's raise our faith right now. Come on, you have tithed, you have given, you have sown. Come on, you have given up. And the Bible tells us in Mark 10 that those that have given up have the right to expect in this time lands and houses. You don't need to know where it's coming from. All you need to know is that God's got you back. You've got a promise. Everybody say that, I've got a promise. Oh, come on, El Shaddai is working right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, Jehovah Jireh has got our back. Whatever it is that you need, he's already provided it. What the Spirit of the Lord has been ministering to me about is this. We have to stop reading Scripture like we already know it. Because it robs you of the present revelatory power it's not a book that you once read it's alive every time you read it how many people receive what I'm saying tonight it's alive you might have gone over every healing scripture in the last many years and now reading those healing scriptures is like washing your feet with your socks on that you have to pick up those healing scriptures again and read them fresh. Pray. I pray prayers like this. I receive the oracles of heaven. I set myself, Father, before you to receive utterance and to receive oracles. Make this fresh to me. Make this alive to me. Because I too over the years have got to a place with certain scriptures and certain portions of scriptures where it's just like, I've read this, I've read this, I've read this. But when you set yourself before God and you pray like the way I'm praying, it's amazing what you can see that you never saw, even though you have read it maybe 50 times before. Because you cannot exhaust it. It is in exhaustible and everything is upheld by the power of it in Jesus precious name come on can you indulge me just a couple more minutes as we pray in the spirit allow this to go deep down in your spirit come on guys we're working at stuff we're working at stuff say pastor I really need help financially I I really need a job I really come on this believe God knows where that job is God knows, God knows, God knows. So do the Spirit and you'll reap life. Pastor, I really need help, come on. He is our helper. Come on, guys. Come on, you might have got yourself in a time where you just can feel the care. You can feel the weight of it. You can feel the weight of life with all these wars and rumors of wars and everything that's going on. And, you know, even in America, the state of things here politically, the state of division that's, that's going on in this country. But come on, you're not part of that. 
You're part of the kingdom of God. You're not part of this world system. God has transferred you into his kingdom and he is the father of us all. Set your things, set your focus, set your eyes on things which are above. Within the next few weeks, I'm going to call a week of prayer and fasting. I've been working at it now for some time. I've been tempted a couple of times to, okay, I'm going for it. And I feel like the Lord has said, not yet. I will let you know. So one of these Sundays I could get up and say this week we're going to enter into a week of prayer and fasting. You say, well... I think we need some time to prepare for that. Let me help you with preparation, especially when it comes to working with God and working with the things of the Spirit. Coming from the world that I came from of anti-terrorism, we were only told what we were needed to hear at the time we needed to hear it. There were reasons that we weren't told things until the moment that it was needed to be done. And that was why, because our authorities did not want the enemy finding out too soon. You know, we schedule around here we do the best we can, being led by the Spirit to prepare for services and all those different things. But I've told everybody for years, there is only so much that you can prepare for because there are things that the Lord wants to do in every service that I will not know until I am behind the pulpit. And it is that way for a reason. How many people can understand that? It is that way. And if you try to mess with that, you will end up in religious works, trying to produce God by the flesh, by things that have been prepared always ahead of time. So as much as we prepare for every service, I always push into and wait for those things that I know are going to be on the moment. Sometimes an utterance, sometimes a song, sometimes a word, sometimes a prayer, sometimes people to be prayed for. In times I don't know that until I'm in and the anointing and the corporate anointing is operating. Would you agree with me, Miss Pat? devil loves to know everything that you think God is thinking. I pray tonight for such hearts. Just lift your hands and receive this. To be led by the Spirit of God this place touch people 
their hearts enlarge, as their spirits grow. finish with this scripture. Deuteronomy 29, 29. Thank you for being so patient. I'm so grateful. The secret things belong unto the Lord our God. But the things which are revealed belongs to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. There are things that he knows and he will hold them until you need them revealed. Work with what you know until he gives you more. Don't think that you're spiritually bankrupt because Someone else is more spiritual than you. Just take the simplicity of where you are in God and work with that.